Today on the Gary Watches Wrestling Podcast, we're talking the greatest Royal Rumble, the match results, all the happenings, and my thoughts coming up next. Welcome to the Gary Cantrell Podcast. Today we're going to be talking all about the greatest Royal Rumble. And in the first five here, I'm going to give you all the quick match results. And I'll follow that up with my thoughts on the show. Opening up the program, John Cena defeats Triple H. Match goes about 15, almost 16 minutes. Cedric Alexander defeated Kalisto for the Cruiserweight Championship in 10 minutes. Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy defeated Sheamus and Cesaro for the vacant Raw Tag Team Championship. This went nearly nine minutes. Jeff Hardy defeats Jinder Mahal to retain the United States Championship about six minutes. Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Rowan defeat Jimmy and Jay Uso for the tag team, the SmackDown, SmackDown, excuse me, <laughs> SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Match goes about five minutes. Seth Rollins defeats Samoa Joe, The Miz, and Finn Balor to retain the Intercontinental Championship. This match goes roughly 14 and a half minutes. AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura go to a double countout. This goes almost 15 minutes. The Undertaker defeats Rusev, who had Aiden English in his corner, played a big part in the match. Match goes almost 10 minutes. Brock Lesnar defeats Roman Reigns, escaping the cage to retain his Universal Championship in almost 10 minutes. And finally, the 50-man Royal Rumble, which was won by Braun Strowman, who eliminated Big Cass. And this match goes over an hour and 15 minutes. And with that being said, let's go to the entrant order of the Greatest Royal Rumble, followed by Eliminations. The entrance, number one, Daniel Bryan, number two, Dolph Ziggler, number three, Sin Cara, number four, Curtis Axel, number five, Mark Henry, number six, Mike Kanellis, number seven, Hiroki Sumi, number eight, Victor, number nine, Kofi Kingston, number 10, Tony Nese, number 11, Dash Wilder, number 12, Hornswoggle, number 13, Primo Cologne, number 14, Xavier Woods, number 15, Bo Dallas, number 16, Kurt Angle, number 17, Scott Dawson, number 18 gold dust number 19 connor number 20 elias number 21 luke gallows number 22 rhino number 23 drew gulak number 24 tucker knight number 25 bobby rude 26 fandango 27 chad gable 28 ray mysterio 29 mojo raleigh 30 tyler breeze 31 big e 32 carl anderson 33 Apollo Crews, 34, Roderick Strong, 35, Randy Orton, 36, Heath Slater, 37, Babatunde. I'm not even going to try to butcher his last name. Uh, <laughs> number 38, Baron Corbin. Number 39, Titus O'Neil, who has the greatest Royal Rumble entry of all time, entrance of all time. We'll get to that in a moment. Number 40, Dan Matha. Number 41, Braun Strowman. Number 42, Ty Dillinger. Number 43, Curtis or excuse me, number 43, Kurt Hawkins, number 44, Bobby Lashley, number 45, the great Kali, number 46, Kevin Owens, number 47, Shane McMahon, number 48, Shelton Benjamin, number 49, big cast, number 50, Chris Jericho. 
Deep Breath, and now the eliminations. First out is Sin Cara, eliminated by Dolph Ziggler, followed by Curtis Axel, eliminated by Mark Henry, Mike Kanellis by Mark Henry, Hiroki Sumi by Mark Henry, Mark Henry by Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler, Victor by Daniel Bryan, Dash Wilder by Daniel Bryan and Hornswoggle, Hornswoggle by Tony Nese, Tony Nese by Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, Bo Dallas by Kurt Angle, Primo Cologne by Kurt Angle, Dolph Ziggler by Kurt Angle, Connor by Elias, Kofi by Elias, Xavier Woods by Elias, Kurt Angle by Elias, Drew Gulak by Tucker Knight, Goldust by Bobby Roode, Scott Dawson by Bobby Roode, Luke Gallows by Rey Mysterio, Fandango by Mojo Raleigh, Tyler Breeze by Mojo, Tucker Knight by Big E, Chad Gable by Apollo Crews, Rhino by Roderick Strong, Carl Anderson by, by Randy Orton, Mojo Raleigh by Randy Orton, Apollo Crews by Randy Orton, Bobby Roode by Baron Corbin. Roderick Strong by Baron Corbin, Baba Tunde by Braun Strowman, Dan Matha by Braun Strowman, Big E by Braun Strowman, Heath Slater by Braun Strowman, Titus O'Neil by Braun Strowman, Ty Dillinger by Braun Strowman. <laughs> See a theme there. Rey Mysterio by Braun. No, I'm kidding. Rey Mysterio by Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin by Randy Orton, Randy Orton by Elias, Kurt Hawkins by Braun Strowman, Elias by Bobby Lashley, Great Khali by Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin by Chris Jericho, Shane McMahon by Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley by Braun Strowman, Chris Jericho by Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens by Braun Strowman, Daniel Bryan by Big Cass and Big Cass by your winner. Braun Strowman, who won a great big trophy and a green championship belt, has the same shape as the uh, World Heavyweight and Universal Championships, uh, just slightly variant on the gold plate itself. So it looks like Braun Strowman not only won, but he had, I believe, the most eliminations. Let me count these real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, uh, eleven. I don't know if that's a record. I'd have to look that up in the record books, but, uh, that's, that's pretty up there. So that is all your quick results. And I did that not necessarily in five minutes, but under 10. So that's pretty doggone good. Now for my thoughts, if you want to stick around, you can get my thoughts on the show. This was a, uh, a very unique show being in Saudi Arabia. I have always been one to say, if, if you were somebody who knows me from the old days, you probably heard me on my old programs like wrestling informant or the shoot, talking about WWE doing big events outside of the country of the United States. You know, I would love to see them do an event somewhere. So the fact that they went to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, and I'm not getting into all the politics and all the kind of, you know, wilding opinions on whether or not they should have run Saudi Arabia. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to uh, give you the wrestling fan perspective, not the politics of it. So I'm going to spare you that, but the, the look of the stadium, I'm a big stadium and arena, you know, kind of nut connoisseur. I, I like stadiums and arenas. I have a weird fascination with them. And to see them in this setting was very cool. The stage had a very unique uh, look to it. It just, it, it all looked really, really cool. Um, the, the idea that the, uh, all the VIPs and I believe Saudi Royal family was in the first row and, and the seats that they had in the first row was just so unique and, and really awesome. Uh, you know, when you think about how long these shows are, the WWE puts on, 
you know, as far as, you know, WrestleMania, five-hour show. This year, I think it was like a seven-hour show when you count the pre-show. These are long shows. So so the idea that, and I know they, you know, you got to kill a lot of seats to do this, but the idea that the people that pay the top dollar can sit in these really nice, uh, luxurious leather, they appear to be leather, that's just a guess, leather seats for five hours. I mean, that, that to me is far more comfortable than these kind of, and I have a few of these folding chairs. I sat front row of SummerSlam 2005. I've been in the first five rows for capital punishment in DC and extreme rules in Baltimore. And, um, you know, these seats, I mean, they're fine. They're, they're more comfortable than say, um, any other seat in, in the entire arena, as far as like lower bowl, upper bowl, far more comfortable than those. But, you know, the idea that if they could say, you know, the hell with it, we're getting all this money. We're just going to kill like half the floor and put, you know, these big gigantic leather seats. I, I, it would be a nice perk in, in, in WrestleMania going forward. You know, if I was a, if I was a high roller, I'd probably would spend $10,000 to sit in the first few rows. If I could sit, if I could sit in a comfy chair, um, that would be nice. But anyway, I'm, I'm not going to go on for another five minutes about, leather chairs uh but all over and all you know very cool kind of uh experience uh to see unique i, I like the time for sure i mean i i couldn't watch it live except for the first half an hour i was on lunch break at my day job and uh it was kind of nice to sit there and have my peanut butter and jelly and watch john cena and triple h tear it up and uh it was, it was just kind of cool, like, the time of day. I, selfishly, I want WWE to, like, have every pay-per-view in England. Now, meanwhile, people that are in England and in other parts of the UK and all that stuff, and I might be saying that wrong, but people on that continent, uh, I, they they want WrestleMania every year, and I'm like, give it to them, okay? Because the idea of sitting in my home, uh, you know, from set 6 or 7 p.m. until 11 or midnight is not attractive to me when I got to get up at 4 a.m. and go work my my, my day job. So uh, hold all the England pay-per-views you want because then we're five hours ahead of the curb, and I'm all on that. I'm all on board for that. So you want to go do the U.K., you want to go do Saudi Arabia or Abu Dhabi or any of these places, by all means, selfishly be my guest. Now, if I was on the West Coast, I'm sure those people would not have a similar sentiment. Um, a lot of pyro. That was the other story here. A lot of, a lot of pyro. A lot of people that always uh, have an issue that there's not enough pyro these days. Got more than enough pyro, uh, I think, to hold them over. Uh, I think John Cena and Triple H both got pyro, if I'm not mistaken. I think the intro of the show got pyro. Bobby Lashley making his Royal Rumble entrance got pyro. Interesting. Um, Braun Strowman and his big win got pyro. So uh, all in all, great stuff here. I really enjoyed Cena and Triple H. To me, that was number two, but only behind, um, which for me was a tie. Uh, the four-way ladder match, which I think was the the match of the night. Uh, couple that up in a tie with Daniel Bryan's performance, Daniel Bryan breaking a new record and which is not hard to do when you have 50 minutes out of 30, but he stood out there fought for over an hour, um, which is not necessarily the record, but I think the hour 10 minute plus mark that he lasted is what got him uh, that record. So that, that match, the ladder match, a lot of cool stuff involved there. I really enjoyed that match. Uh, so that's Daniel Bryan and that ladder match are number are number one A and one B to me. Um, and then <clears throat> John Cena, Triple H, a very, very close second. 
uh, as far as stuff that I really, really enjoyed. Just seeing uh, Triple H uh, high-fiving with kids right before, right when Cena's music came on and they hadn't panned over to Cena yet, that was kind of an interesting thing. I didn't get the idea that Triple H was necessarily playing a bad guy here. Uh, looks like they were just both out there with a mutual respect for one another. Um, Cena had kids on the stage with him decked on each side. And he was high-fiving them all on his way to the ring. It's kind of unique. Uh, somebody on Reddit said it, it felt like some kid's birthday party and WWE was like the Saudis uh, hire the WWE for some kid's birthday party. And I laughed so hard. Like, you know, when you, when you see like all the interaction with the kids and whatnot, it really almost felt like that. But uh, that did not take away from the show for me. Um, the next big story of the, of the show, I think, is the Roman Reigns, uh, Brock Lesnar, as you know, uh, Brock Lesnar re-signed. WWE has confirmed this. Obviously, we don't know, we don't know for how long. No, no, nobody's talking about the length of the show, uh, the length of the contract, rather. But this finish that they did with uh, Brock being speared out of the cage and being declared the winner because he hit the ground first, which if you replay, though, it looks like Roman Reigns actually hit the ground first um, with his feet. Uh, but the commentators, they sounded a little flustered trying to explain it, but pretty much, uh, they declared Brock Brock Lesnar, the winner. And so he continues to hold the universal championship. Roman is fading, facing Samoa Joe at backlash. So I, I don't know that, you know, Brock Lesnar is going to be added to that. So I guess, you know, we're going to see what happens with Brock because obviously, even though Roman has now lost two times in a row, they have to somehow explain how they're going to get to it again. Cause obviously with the type of finish they went with, they have to go to it again, obviously. Um, not much else in the show really blew me away. I mean, undertaker Rusev is pretty much what I expected. The, uh, the cruiserweight match was pretty much every cruiserweight match. I feel like I've ever seen, not that it was bad, but it just feels like everything I've really seen the bar and, and Bray Wyatt and Hardy, you know, decent, I really like the bar together as a unit. A few years ago, they feel like to me they were just kind of thrown together. And um, now they've really come into it. They've really made it a great act, and I really enjoy that. Jeff Hardy and uh, Jinder Mahal, so short, I really didn't get get all of it. Um, and that was pretty much it, guys. I mean, the Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos was, was you know, it was what it was. But I'm going to wrap it up from here. That's going to do it for me. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this show. That is my thoughts on the greatest Royal Rumble. Perhaps uh, as the week goes on, we'll we'll find out more about the show and, and I'll have more to say. But other than that, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Check out GaryWatchesWrestling.com. Check out Gary's Wrestling on Twitter. Gary Watches Wrestling on Instagram. And leave iTunes reviews, please, as we continue to evolve and shape this format 15 minutes or less. I really believe in it. I think as I learn and continue to, to develop the format and figure out how it needs to go, it's going to get better and better. But thank you guys so much for joining me on the ground floor. I'll catch you guys on the next show.